and gentlemen, welcome back to the Best Coast Express NHL podcast. Billy Broadbent here alongside Tyler Jones. And segment one today, we're going to focus on the Toronto Maple Leafs blockbuster, if you will, trade. Uh, just a couple days ago, acquiring Jake Muzzin, a defenseman from the LA Kings, in exchange for a first-round p- pick next season, along with a couple prospects, Carl Grundstrom, uh, 2016 second-round uh, second pick, and Sean Dersey. Uh, second round pick in 2018, and we're going to be joined by Leafs insider Brandon Buster, who's Leafs on douchebag. Leafs douchebag as well, Brandon Buster. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, boys. It's uh, good to be on. It's been a long time coming, and uh, finally get to be that uh, big Leafs this week inside of Korea. Um, thanks, thanks for joining us today, Brandon. Um, I wanted to get your initial thoughts on the trade when you saw it a couple days ago. What were you thinking? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was at work just another day, and uh, it popped up, and immediately excited. I definitely expected getting a top four D to be losing the names that we had heard to be on the block, that being um, Janssen or uh, even Lindgren. Uh, so to not lose, or Lillard just, oh, I cannot pronounce that guy's name for the life of me. But anyway... He's a guy, good defenseman. So I uh, cannot lose one of those guys was uh, was key here. Obviously, you lose you do lose a couple prospects in in that first round pick, but cannot uh, lose that roster player or the current lineup player, and cannot lose a key prospect either was to me a huge win. Obviously, he is a left-handed guy who can play both sides. Uh, so I know a lot of Leafs fans were immediately going, oh, where's our right-handed defenseman? But if he's playing on, can play on the right side with Morgan Riley, that's uh, insanely better than um, the current situation in Ron Hainsey. So, uh, yeah, immediately very happy with this trade and, uh, and excited to see what he brings over this season and then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, uh, I I did really like the the job by the Leafs. I mean, it's a win now philosophy in Toronto, right? So we might as well might as well ride it out. I believe he's got two two years left on the contract, mustn't? One um, one year after this. Yeah. After so this. one one year after this one, and I think a big thing with Muzzin too is he's a great complementary defenseman. Whether he's on that first pairing with Riley or second pairing with uh, probably like a Jake Gardner. Uh, or something like that. So I really like him as a complimentary piece. He's uh, also shown himself to be like relatively capable on power play units. So maybe he'll be the quarterback for that second unit. Um, but yeah, all in all, I'm uh, I'm I'm a fan. It's kind of the exact player the the Leafs needed, and yeah, it's also like I'm surprised how much they did give up a, a pretty penny for him. Uh, I mean, first round pick, prospects going the other way, right? Um, but if I'm being completely honest, man, like they got him, they got him at a pretty like buy low period, right? Since the Kings have yeah. been in shambles this year, so yeah. Overall, I hate agreeing with you guys, but yeah, good trade. Um, Brando, I want to ask you, uh, what do you think? Like, what do you think this means? Toronto's been on a bit of an interesting stretch over the last month here. Um, what are your thoughts on like what what does this trade do? Like obviously it shores up the uh, the back line they got going there, but like 
what about heading into the playoffs? Like, obviously, Muslin's a guy with experience. Do you value that a lot? Yeah, I mean, you hear it time and time again whenever the Leafs have come up as, uh, as a potential contender for, for the Cup this year as all their defense, their defense. And it's definitely been it's definitely been a flaw, and I'm not I'm not gonna argue that point. And especially you look uh, you look at the month that they've had since since Christmas, like it has it has not been pretty, and there's been a lot of just uh, defense defensive issues there. Um, poor Jake Gardner, he's had a he's had a rough January, and I'm not at all putting the blame all on Gardner. He is. Uh, an asset to this team and it's crucial to our playoff run but yeah. I think he's, he's kind of been sorry he's kind of been the whipping boy in Toronto for like the past year here like obviously he's made his mistakes but man like I remember watching game seven last year and everyone's like oh F Gardner I hate Gardner it's like man like that that like those mistakes do not boil down to one guy on the team and uh, I, I, I feel for him. He's kind of looked at as like, yeah, he's, he's, he, he gets a lot of flack when he doesn't, he doesn't really deserve it a lot of the time. Like, sure, he made, makes his mistakes, but man, like, yeah. That's why I think a guy like bringing Muzzin is such a good addition. Anyways, uh, sorry, I interrupted you. I think one time. thing to add, too, um, on that note, you know, I think Gardner is pretty much, I think the fans have probably pushed him out of Toronto after this season. He's probably going to want uh, a pretty penny, too. Um, so he'll probably be gone after this year, but that's why I like the Muzzin deal a lot. Is that he's you know he's under contract for another year after this, and you know established top four D man. So really that could replace your Muzzin after this year, but also on a, on a nice contract. The key thing that you're saying there too is we have Jake Muzzin at four million dollars for next year. That's a we are not going to have Jake Gardner at four million dollars. So this now gives us two years of. A more serious contender situation, especially looking at the Leafs cap, right? So now we have like Jake Muzzin is more than a four million dollar defenseman, and now with with the cap issues that we're gonna have next year is so crucial just to get through. Well, specifically the Marlowe contract uh, that is gonna be a little bit tough for us in the next season when we have to re-sign uh, Marner, Matthews, even you look at Captain and Johnson, where two guys that are going to be looking to get some cash too. Uh, so to have him at $4 million is an absolute deal really for, for the Leafs cap. So not only is he a great player, but to trade for that cap is also like huge because we would be paying a defenseman to replace Gardner a lot more than $4 million. Yeah, and, and Brandon, you mentioned um, you know a big summer coming up for the Leafs with Marner and, and Matthews as RFAs and then um, you also mentioned Kapanen and Janssen. Um, this deal, obviously, Leafs didn't lose any roster players, but do you see maybe a, a Kapanen or a Janssen being on the move here before the deadline to kind of shuffle some pieces around, or do you see them staying and then um, possibly an off-season move um, to clear out some space? Or you know, what? I guess my question is, what, what other moves do you see the Leafs making, if any, leading up to the deadline here? Yeah, I think that's kind of the question that I've been asking myself now, especially after this trade, is I wasn't expecting something so quick. I was expecting this to be the move they make at the deadline, and now that this is done, it's like, okay, what's next? And so everything that I've heard is they are not considering Captain to be in a situation where he'll be traded. Um, so I think he is definitely safe in the line. 
give up a guy who like that in your lineup who's that good. But if they're trading for what? Give him give him in a pick for another defenseman? Well he's he's either gonna be a rental or we're gonna have to pay him next season, which is gonna put us in just as bad of a situation if keep Johnson. So I don't I could see us moving him, maybe more likely in the off season, but again, I I think there's more to come. Like I, I do think Juventus is going to make some more moves, but I'm, we'll probably just, I would say one more move here. Um, but I don't know. Like he, Juventus is pretty clear on he's not a rental guy, so I just don't see what you'd be getting back other than a rental with our cap situation. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I think a big thing too. Um, I see, I see the Janssen. Kapanen thing, kind of like a Nemestikov situation last year, going from Tampa to New York, and it's like, they piled him in on that big McDonough trade, and he was considered like a pretty notable piece, but he hasn't done much in New York, and that's obviously because he's not playing with the same caliber, uh, he doesn't have the same caliber guys around him now in New York, right? So, like, it's kind of just like, it's almost a bit of a win-win, because there's so many guys on that team who are going to be able to step up and play those roles, play on that line with Matthews, play on that, play on that line. And, I don't know, get a bit of ice time with Martyr and Tavares. Like they got studs everywhere, right? Even even like you got Kadri as your third line centerman, right? Like he's he's still a good enough player to provide offense for some mediocre mediocre guys out there. So honestly, like if you trade him, you might as well shore up your blue line, like. Package, package some assets and uh, Kapanen's. Yeah, he's. I think he's got a lot of value. He's a good buy, uh, sell high right now for the Leafs. If I'm gonna be completely honest. Just, sorry, and you're saying if they were to move like a Kapanen, who's who's a better player than Johnson? Yeah. And you're looking at a defenseman that we'd be getting back. What would you be thinking there in terms of like, like next season we got that cap crunch? Are you thinking? Are you saying a rental, or are you thinking something more long term? Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking a little bit, little bit more of a rental idea here, because I mean, if I'm the Leafs, uh, I'm trying to win right now. Uh, you can sacrifice a guy like Kapanen because he'll be able to, like, you'll be able to find some other schmuck who's going to be able to fit in with Austin Matthews, right? Like, that's not a problem. Plus, I think, I think you, you got you just signed William Nylander too. Gonna argue though that Kapanen's maybe you know more of a schmuck or not less less yeah. of a schmuck than you'd say. I'm not saying he's a schmuck. I think ideally it would make sense to to keep Kapanen and look at re-signing him for I don't know what his uh, fair value would be you know four to five mil maybe four and a half but and then looking at moving a Nylander because I mean 21 games in the the returns of Nylander here on this on this deal doesn't look too promising. I don't know what you have to say about that, Brandon. Nylander's not going anywhere though, man. Like, he, he signed that contract to stay in Toronto. That was one of the things that was communicated with Dubas in that the, the, the Leafs front office communicated that to the general public and Nylander that he's, like, that it wasn't a sign and trade, you know? Like, they're, 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 they're messing with some, uh, they're messing with the long term for Nylander. And Nylander will come around. Sorry. I would be shocked if he got traded. Yeah. It would be a, a huge shock. I don't, I don't see that in the cards. And in um, kind of what you were saying before, I would, if we 
Yeah. Okay. I feel that. Well, Brando, thank you so much for your time, man. Uh, we appreciate it. And yeah, we'd love to have you on the show again, doing some Leafs insight for us, Bailey. I think a, a month out of the trade deadline, we're expecting the Leafs to make some more moves. So we're hoping to have you on the show again sometime soon, Brandon. Sounds good. I'll, I'll look forward to another move and jump back on with you guys. That was Brandon Buster joining us. Big Leafs fan. Finishing off the first segment here on the Best Coast Express NHL podcast.